Welcome to Reckless Attack, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm your dungeon master. Hello, hello, my beautiful players. How are you today? Hi, Hi there. Hello. Hi. Oh, that was oh, that was like almost a like there was a cue, like it's, an applause sign. It's a, it's a chorus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Greetings. And and Hi. I was the conductor Hi. and I just Hi. did the uh, the cut Hi. sign and you all guys just pretty much pretty much nailed the stop. So, hey, it's a uh, good one to- take. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Flawless. Everything as... in Reckless Attack, only one take. Yeah. Uh, that is... <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that is actually pretty true. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we will let our lovely listeners decide if that is a good thing. But we are so excited once again to be here hitting the airwaves, hitting the table, hitting the dice boxes. And we have a fun, fun episode ahead, I think. Uh, everyone's going off to go do some team building, uh, you know, a, a, a work-sanctioned outing. Will so, there be trust falls? Well, I'm I not going. I'm not going to spoil falls. anything no. uh, as to the direction of tonight's episode. But also, you know, that's up to you guys and like what kind of corporate culture that you would like to cultivate here in Agmar in the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild. So, mm-hmm. really, we like to put those sort of decisions and responsibilities on you, the guilders. I mean, I feel like Val really wants trust falls and Checkers really wants hazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's trust falls where yeah. no one catches them? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no. This time, I'll definitely catch you. Right, yeah, come on. Let's do it again. It'll be fine. Just trust me. Uh, speaking of Checkers, please introduce yourself, Sir, Sir Checkers player. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and I play the Chaos Gremlin, known as <laughs> Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog Hashtag pal. Chaos Gremlin. <laughs> that has to be you somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Uh, his trusty frog pal, Mango. <laughs> um, Checkers is having a great time today slash tonight, as he has met his new best friend, Taroth. Uh, yes, everyone's... The, what I am sure, by the time this episode is released, will be the breakout character mm-hmm. of Reckless Attack that everyone loves. We'll have merch on the shelves, everything. And the only thing he has in his mind right now is how to get Val out of that seat so that he can go sit in it because it looks cool. Yes. Tiger's made a deal. That's true. Yeah. We got four hours of, of You have signed it in jerky. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I am David, and I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. Kaskrin's really enjoying the evening because he just had a very nice long nap. One of one new sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New sheets, slippers, old timey uh, nightcap, as yeah. I recall. As it turns out, naps are great. Everyone should take them. <laughs> and to my left. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Salve Esterlin, the dragonborn monk, who is actually having a, he's having a pretty good night now. Now that they're off the road, he's gotten a bath, he's gotten cleaned up, he's kind of put some stuff away. Still not feeling quite himself. Mm-hmm. Um, True. For anybody keeping track, uh, he is still down six points of wisdom. Wow. Um, so, you know, some of the stories he tells or the uh, parables he likes to uh, come up with have 
not really been they haven't landed yeah yeah they haven't been spot on but they they just kind of like hit the general area i think we literally at the end of last episode after we finished recording we all just sat around the table for like five minutes talking about how gleeful we were that it turns out selva's actually the world's biggest goober yeah and he's, <laughs> and he's actually all his years of training has just been to contain that energy and and to try to channel it to somewhere useful yeah, but yeah. now his wisdom is no longer in the way of of him just like <laughs> saying whatever it is that he thinks he should say and uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, uh hopefully uh hopefully he'll be able to get that healed at some point or relax enough that uh stuff starts coming back maybe. And uh skipping over the person to my left to the person <laughs> to my left to my left. Hi everybody. It's me, Sophie. I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain. And Val is doing great. She's made a wonderful discovery mm-hmm. and is being forcibly dragged from <laughs> that discovery by a jerky deal with Casgrain. Yes, jerky deal. <laughs> uh, and on our way to Berga's forced team building, <laughs> Val is peppering her with questions about the desk of doing. Yes. And also, by the time this released releases, we will have put the desk of doing information out into the world so that you too may build your own desk of doing there are tables there are charts so please definitely check that out if you would also like to have a essentially only flavorful desk uh not actually any sort of mechanical benefit desk but for any sort of power desk users i suppose in your adventuring party you can check that out on all all sorts of various places so the four of you well, I guess I should ask, is Mango, what's Mango, what does he, what does he do? <laughs> so Checkers would be riding Mango to the nearby forced team building activity. Yes. Because Checkers really only wants to do team building with Mango. <laughs> uh, so if he can, if he can swing it, he's going to like, you know, every time there's like a, a pair partner exercise, he's just going to be like, well, I choose Mango. <laughs> got it. Got it. And got Mango's it. just I, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I also, I also kind of imagined um, us walking down there and then, you know, at, go, going inside and as the pan, the cam, the panra cams over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. As the camera pans over, you see like, um, you know, horses tied up. So it's like horse, horse, (laughs) giant frog, horse, horse, horse. And the horses are just kind of eyeing the frog and the frog's just like eyeing the horses. And then we go inside. I imagine Junior's also there on top of Mango. It's yes, just checkers that is missing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just Mango and then Tiny Frog. Yes. There's a middle middle stack that yeah. is missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, the f- I guess five six of you are uh, including Berga, your administrative. Uh, we'll call her your admin, whatever your office yeah. admin of the Adventuring Guild here in Agmar. You guys are all headed to the local bar. I guess we'll just say it's a bar. It's like a the neighborhood bar. The neighborhood bar, just on the corner. Uh, kind of, you guys have been going for for a block or so down to Torts and Ports, and that is really all you know about this place, other than that it has alcohol, and that is where you are going, and that it exists. This is towards the end of the day. You have all, at least several of you have have bathed, have unpacked, and or spent a lot of hopefully very fulfilling time around desks and or <laughs> mushrooms or roofs and start to head to this bar. And I assume everyone is just kind of chatting and all that kind of stuff. What, what are you guys talking about? Val would be excitedly chatting about the desk and being very 
like thrilled that her bureaucratic admin yes. paper filing went so quickly and so well <laughs> and that she doesn't feel like the normal tiredness like sore back about having to do all of that she's like oh my god i got so much done today i have made so many educational packets for the neighborhood children of our district oh yeah that is so sweet of you says Berga. and then she'll just be excitedly chatting about that excellent the whole walk over took an already perfect activity doing paperwork and researching and putting packets together and made it somehow better yes val i don't I don't get it. It's just a desk. It's not just a desk. <laughs> but I, I mean, isn't it? Just No, I'll show you. <laughs> we could go right now. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you got a lot of work done. Like, it's obviously important, but like, you didn't have to spend eight hours there. Was it only eight hours? <laughs> Val says as she looks in the distance. <laughs> it also warps time and space around you as you're doing paperwork. Kaskin just gives that look to Sal, just like, okay. Sal is just kind of walking. Slightly oblivious to <laughs> things that are going on. <laughs> to most things. Yeah. And it's a very nice night. I should ask, is it a very nice night? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pouring it was rain raining, on the outside walls yeah. of Egmar, and then it was like drizzling. Yeah, it is, it is cleared up now at this point. And you guys can see where you were kind of looking out to see if there was some sort of arcane covering or something, something obvious that would say, okay, why, why was it pouring outside of the walls of Agmar? And why is it not pouring inside of here? But now you just kind of see straight up into the night sky with all of the the stars and clouds up, up above you. Checkers probably spent a good amount of time up on the roof knocking over all of the potted plants. So now he is just covered in dirt, essentially, that has turned <laughs> into mud as a result of the drizzling rain. So he would go up to Kaskrin, who is freshly showered, all nice and changed. Cass. Can I get your help with something? As he's just like covered in this dirt and mud. And just, <laughs> he's not taking any care to wash it off, but he's getting closer and closer to you. Kaskarin, I need you to help me move some dirt. Is that okay? Kaskarin sees you and like, you can tell he like visibly just inches back. <laughs> just, just, a, just a skosh. Can't you just wash that off yourself, Shekers? Oh, not, not this dirt. I mean the dirt on the roof. Can you help me get some dirt up on the roof? I need more. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why is there dirt on the roof currently? And why do you need more? Well, there's only a little bit now, and it's not very comfortable. So I was thinking if I put more on the roof. <laughs> end, of, end, of, end of theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I need, so I need Kaskrin. And I'm going to like you know, point at Kaskrin, which starts to kind of fling some dirt <laughs> in his general direction. Yep, got it. I mean... Can it wait till tomorrow, checkers? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> we need to discuss the dirt situation on the roof as a guild what, what beforehand. What to the garden up there? There's a garden on the roof? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff up there. Well, that's why there's dirt. I honestly, self, there could be many reasons with checkers why there's dirt on the roof. <laughs> I, you know. Garden oh, is not the I, natural. I suppose that's true. Theory yeah. outcome to that scenario. Yeah, there's all kinds of plants and stuff up there. It's great. As all of this is going on, anyone who is, you know, even sort of paying attention sees Berga, who again is this still very buff tiefling woman, uh, short cropped hair, orange skin, and those like 
straight up, um, not helix, but spiral horns, uh, who is rolling in a wheelchair next to you guys in those, that very interesting, almost like vein looking pattern across her chest. Is, uh, is she rolling herself or is one of a, okay. Yeah. So she's, she's rolling herself, but is, she seems just very happy and is, is chiming in that sort of thing, but is very clearly has a big smile on her face as she is. Just kind of like soaking in you guys talking about nonsense um, <laughs> and is very, it's just very visibly pleased to be amongst you all. Burger, is that you? Clomping towards you guys, wearing what you guys know, at least could recognize as a town guard, a red guard uniform, is a pretty squat dwarf man who has a huge bushy beard and is holding a big spear pretty impractical for his size actually it's like a full long spear for a pretty short dwarf and is a pretty chubby individual uh who is just like bustle power walking over to you guys and has this like curly puffy hair atop his head and is very jowly but is looking very serious at burga and who who are all who's all of this burga who are all these people and uh and burga says these are the new guilders and she seems very very happy about it and is like, hmm, new guilders, eh? What's your names? Asval raises her hand straight out to shake the dwarf's hand. Be- well, because because they're the same height. That's yeah, Val's only close. five feet tall, so. This dwarf looks at your hand and kind of like squints a little bit and kind of traces your arm up and looks you square in the eye. And he has this steely glare straight at you. Val's just got like a soft smile on her face. And then he like throws his hand back and just like slap handshakes you mm-hmm. and is like, I am Namgar Grimjaw. Good to meet you. I'm, I'm a lieutenant in the town guard. I knew you guys were uh, supposed to be by today. That's not why I'm here, but it's good to see you. Good to meet you. Castron comes up with that same kind of energy. Namgar, is it? Pleasure to meet you. The name's Castrin Brightmane. Oh, Castrin, it, oh, it is. Oh, a firm handshake. Thank you. I mean, I was going to say, when, when they slap hands, I imagine this shockwave coming out. <laughs> <down to you. laughs> yeah, it's full metal yeah. alchemists. Val uh, yeah. has like yeah. a firm handshake, but she only has the strength of 10. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like a, it's not going to crush anything. No, it's a, it's a, it's a well practiced, I would imagine, handshake mm-hmm. and a firm one, certainly. Whereas this one is a little bit more like, Two people having fun vice gripping each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the town guard in Lotros, so it's wonderful to meet a friend already. Oh, another guard. <laughs> <laughs> and who who is this troublemaker, he says, pointing at Checkers. Hey, you don't know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't I? <laughs> Checkers would introduce himself the same way that he introduced himself to Burga, in that he would point to himself. Hi, I'm Checkers. And then point down, Mango, and then point up to the frog in his hat, Junior. Can you usually see Junior? Like, is his eyes, are his eyes often poking up above your hat? Or is this a, an occasional rare appearance of Junior that he, he knows his cue? This would probably be a, a rare mm-hmm. appearance when Checkers introduces himself to the people in the town. Junior knows enough to just, like, poke his little head out of the hat and just make himself known. Lick his eyeball right. and then go back down. And then leave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a uh, a stack of troublemakers then. Very, very interesting. Lovely to meet you. And he puts his hand out for you to shake as well. And Checkers, his hand is pretty small because he's only a few feet tall. And so, dirty. And dirty. So it would... 
I'm thinking like, would Checkers put his hand out and then Mango also put his <laughs> hand out? And then Junior just like put a little frog hand out. That is that is your like, character three. choice to make. That's, okay. That's a little too coordinated, I think, for, for Checkers and Mango. Prob- maybe, you know, maybe as you level up and your bond, though maybe this is your, your manifestation yeah, right. of your bond or, increasing. Or maybe it's it's uh, uncoordinated. So like you put, you put your hand out and shake it. And then, like the dwarf, like turns, and then Mango puts his yeah. <laughs> web hand out. Oh yeah, <laughs> Checkers would probably actually. I'm imagining him getting like knocked off of Mango actually by this firm handshake. So he would put his little frog arm out, and then Nomgar would grab it and then start shaking. <laughs> and Checkers would have like, and he'd be lifted yeah, up out of yeah, the saddle. Yeah, he like have to hold on yeah, to yeah, the yeah, saddle yeah, to like yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, maintain oh, it. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I uh, I get a little carried away meeting new people. Checkers, Junior, Mango, it is good to meet you. And he he actually very gingerly puts a hand out to Mango and just kind of pats him on the snoot a little bit. Excellent. And then and Mango like rubs his his head over towards Namgar and just like rubs his shoulder a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just as like giggling in this weirdly very cheery, almost like overwhelmed happy way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, who are you, Sir Dragonborn? Selvul bow and say. Master Grimjaw, a pleasure to meet you. My name is Selvasterlin. Good to meet you, sir. Um, do I, does this mean I, do I bow back? I don't, I don't want to be rude, but I don't, what's the right, uh, Val, right thing Val here? Val was just kind of like stage whisper. You can just bow back, it's fine. It's like just a tiny one. He just gives kind of a very stiff, kind of just like, very wooden, just like at the, at the hips, just bam, bam, kind of bow. <laughs> Namgar, what brings you here today? We weren't expecting any new visitors. <laughs> he laughs. Sorry, is Etris with us? I assumed so. Uh, that is up to you guys. Would you like to have oh. brought Etris? He would have been locked in his out his like shed out back, <laughs> and you guys, much in the same way of getting Val from the desk, would have had to go and get him. But also, you also know Etris enough to know that he would not be offended if you just let him do his own thing indefinitely. I feel like Val would have like knocked on the door if it was the response was like a poof of smoke coming out of it. She might have walked uh, away. Yeah. 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 What, what, what we'll say is that there was a poof of smoke and he says, uh, and you explain, you know, where uh, you're going. Just, like, <laughs> yell, just yell, we're going out to dinner towards some ports. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll catch up with you in a bit. I am in a bit of a sticky situation. Everything is technically fine. I will be there shortly. Uh, enjoy. If we don't see you, I'll bring you back a tort. And or a port. That would be very appreciated. Thank you. Confirmed. (laughs) Namgar laughs a little bit to himself and Berga gives him a knowing look and she says, oh yeah, I believe he is uh, headed the same way, the same place that we are and uh, they kind of wink and he's like you bet I am. You don't say. Come on everyone. Let's let's go. That is a wonderful coincidence. Indeed, self. (laughs) (laughs) Quite, quite. Master Grimjaw. Yes. How long have you been a guard here in Agmar? Oh, I've been here going on ten years now. Ten years? I was one of the first to come back into the city and uh, and rejoin. And I've been working working my beat ever since. I'm I'm at the desk now, but I remain committed to the safety of this city. Have you seen anything interesting inside the walls? I mean, you all are very interesting. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, thank you. I've seen a lot of interesting things. Do you have any anything in particular you were asking about? 
Melville likes learning about new creatures. What about any interesting creatures inside the walls? I hope there's no creatures inside the wall, Self. That might be a little dangerous. What is inside the walls? They're very thick. Bob, <laughs> you'll have to ask a scholar about that. I just, uh, I just pay attention to what's inside, inside the walls, if mm. that makes sense. It does. In the city is what I was referring to. Have you met Taroth? Yeah, he's, yes. he's a weird creature. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and about this time, you guys get to Torts and Ports. Uh, it is a quaint little exterior, uh, just as we joked around about earlier. There is a little place to tie up any sorts of horses or anything that needs tying up, shall we say, though there's nothing there right at the moment. Most notably, it has a pair of... You guys, your characters would not know this, but you would know this. Uh, Western-style swinging doors nice. that okay. uh, that go either <laughs> cool. direction. Uh, and it's actually, it is interesting because it is kind of a saloon-looking place, which is not super normal for this. But again, you all as players know exactly what I'm talking about. There are curtains, and there is a sign that just has a very simple but very stylized wording of torts and ports kind of in an arc over this doorway and namgar says uh after you not to try and just prolong this necessarily but mm. um checkers would probably see the western style saloon doors yeah. and see how they like sort of swing back and forth oh, yes and as he's approaching he would actually push on them hard enough to send them swinging and just go guys watch this and try and flip through the doors as they're swinging back and forth rapidly. As if they were a trap? Right, yeah. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, since I don't know how many dice rolls we're going to be actually doing tonight, right? Uh, since you guys are just going to drink, uh-huh. roll me a, hmm, I'll say acrobatics check. Perfect. That'll be a 22 for acrobatics. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you guys see, actually, you go ahead and describe it. Again, you push yeah. it hard enough that yeah. this thing is, it, they seem to be, I guess, We'll call them well-engineered, sure, yeah. uh, where they are springing back and forth yeah. with a, a, a decent amount of force. One quick thing, as Checkers gives us a split-second warning of, <laughs> yeah. look at this. <laughs> Fal pushes Cass out of the way. <laughs> Cass has been, he's he's tidied, he's in his like nice clothes, I'm assuming. Just pushes them out. Val doesn't know what's. Yeah, you don't know what he's about to do. Just something. There's a high likelihood that it's going to be very messy. Yes. Success or fail. Just push like not like far, but just like out of the door. I'd imagine you're kind of like secret servicing him, where you're just like (laughs) (laughs) out of the way, sir. Yeah. And get down, get down. As Checkers kind of flips his way through the moving doors, he lands in a and some of the mud just kind of splatters on the floor, and everyone inside the Torts and Ports would see this small blue frog with a hat. Um, just land through the doors in a very acrobatic but entirely unnecessary fashion. Yeah. He just like sticks the landing and it's Superhero like, Superhero pose. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guys, you should try it. That was fun. Askren just walks through the <laughs> saloon doors normally. Like they swing against them. He just pushes them. Yep. And just, yeah, like, you know, walks you know, like normal yeah, doors. Like a normal, <laughs> like a normal person goes through these normal doors. <laughs> so everyone goes in, I presume? Yes. And is Mango in? Yes, Mango would also walk in. You guys all enter and you guys all come in and specifically after the very theatrical display, you take in a bunch of sensory items all at the same time. First and foremost, there is a long, pristine wooden bar that seems to stretch the entire length of 
this building that is has all sorts of very ornate carvings, has like gold inlay, is a very nice piece of work, essentially. There are several people already at a few of these tables, though it's pretty empty because it's like, I don't know, we'll say like 435 kind of thing, but already a little bit lively. And uh, you see an individual behind the bar who is seemingly busy and uh, is just now looking up to see what all is going on. I will describe that person in a moment because the other thing that happens is you all hear a low growl coming from the corner right by the doors that checkers just blew down essentially <laughs> uh and yeah you see you hear this val turns to look <laughs> right by the door laying down is what might be the biggest normal dog you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life it is what we would know is a saint bernard but is like double the size of what we earth people would consider a large St. Bernard and has one of those little casks of alcohol around its neck and is staring at checkers very sleepily, has this big droopy face with like jowls that seem like they might be too heavy, but is just looking straight at checkers and very sleepily is just... And people can see Checkers like stop and look for a moment and just starting to get that like Checkers is thinking about something, <laughs> but that's not a good thing for Checkers. Kaskrin will go up to to the dog and, you know, kind of put his his hand in front of it and try to like introduce himself to the dog. Roman and animal and check an animal handle. Yeah. Animal handling check, please. Ooh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the number? So I rolled an eight. Okay. Uh, That's not the worst, though. Yeah. So this dog looks at you square in the eye, still growling a little bit, and it raises up off its back off of uh, onto its all four paws and it is roughly val height uh, mm. probably roughly a lot of your guys's height because it is a small frog a val and a dwarf yeah are- everybody except self is like five feet tall yeah exactly <laughs> and like burga's in her chair and so and there's also Berga's another dwarf. definitely taller than the three of us that could be still true there's like i imagine like as this thing's getting up we're just like slowly looking up at it yeah. <laughs> uh and but its pitch does not change and it still looks at you and it does one of those big dog sniff huffs you know where it just is like <sighs> i would like to actually ask do i understand what it's saying because checkers can speak Animals, essentially. He can understand beasts and talk to them. Freely? Uh, well, I could I could cast the uh, Speak with oh. Beasts spell at will. Would you like to? Oh, at will? Yeah. If you'd like to. As it's getting up and growling and sort of looking at us, Checkers will take a moment to maybe growl a little bit back and try to understand what is this creature saying? <laughs> I, I imagine like he's got like that. He's like trying to find the right pitch yeah. of growl. It's uh, like, yeah, I need to hear. I'm sorry to do this to you, Jonathan, mm-hmm. but I need to hear you do checkers, do dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Print it. And so uh, what do you yeah. say? Um, 
Or is it just understand? It, I, I just want, I want to understand first, but I can also talk, talk to them. And then Self, Self just kind of looks at both of them and goes, mm, what did I just walk into? <laughs> it's a wait and see kind of situation, Self. Yeah. Then we I should shall, go get a table. I shall wait and uh, see. Yeah, hold on one sec. Let me resolve. This yeah, is yeah. all happening very quickly and let's not go past anything. So you you just cast it and you are make a couple of dog sounds uh-huh. uh, and we'll count that yeah. as the verbal components essentially. Cool. So you, you're kind of, uh, you, like like David said, you're kind of finding the right pitch mm-hmm. uh, to go with. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as this big dog just looks at you mm-hmm. and, and does this big huff, mm-hmm. you can hear woke me up and that is when you hear the voice from behind the bar say oi boyo leave him alone and then the dog like looks at you looks at the person behind the bar and then just dramatically in a way that rattles tables flops <laughs> down onto the ground One exactly day I where will it is. destroy you all <laughs> all right <laughs> You're lucky this time. Uh, it starts yeah. <laughs> like blinking heavily. He says he's just sleepy. We woke him up. Sorry, buddy. Val will at Checker saying he's sleepy. Walk up and cast guidance to give him an extra special uh, <laughs> roll to sleep. Uh, power. And, and as this happens, this giant dog. Uh, as you're going up and and you're saying things and you're you're casting spells <laughs> upon it, uh, you see it just very lazily just like roll onto its side and like look yeah. at you and says, "Could you get me some cheese, please?" Checkers is the only one yeah. that understands. Yeah, that, right? exactly. Yeah, Checkers wouldn't tell anyone about that. But you can, again, start to see like him looking around and just see his mind worrying <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Does Namgar give him any heed? Uh, so it is interesting that you mentioned Namgar because this has all been happening as much as we've been uh, lightly faffing about. It's all happening within the space of like, what, like 15 seconds, yeah. essentially. <laughs> and as you guys have all gone in and kind of had a beat or two, you guys all see Namgar comes in and he is, again, this portly dwarf. And he is really like bustling through this door and really dramatically like almost throws the door open and beelines seemingly to a specific spot at the bar right in front of this bartender. Everyone in the entire bar all at the same time. Again, there's only like probably six other people all yell out, Nom! And he says, uh, hello, everybody. Yes. Hey. Uh, oh, God. Pour me pour me a cold one, please, would you? Oh, it seems like when you come here, everybody knows your name. <laughs> I got that one. I know that one. <laughs> and from behind the bar, you hear the bartender uh, yell out to you guys and, is, and says, mostly only his name, but I'll, I'll hopefully learn all yours. Come on down. Val jumps over and sits yeah. next to Namgar. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll kind of. Uh, like sorry, follow. did he did he sit at the bar or at a table? The bar. Uh, yeah, the bar. he sat specifically at the bar, kind okay. of like right. I guess in front. I'll follow Berga's lead, actually, where we're sitting, because I don't know how many spaces there are at the bar. En- enough, certainly. So yeah, you guys would all all be able to go up, and she would be able to sit at the bar too, no problem. And uh, you hear Namgar and this human who is standing behind the bar, kind of just chatting as you guys are walking up, and the bartender says. Um, Hey, hey, Namgar. Uh, here's your uh, here's your ale. Uh, need anything to eat? Anything like that? And Namgar says, "Nah, I've got a snack at home. 
my wife. <laughs> oh, I love her. And uh, the bartender just is like, yeah, right on. And just slides him a beer. And uh, and self, self takes a little bit of a, like, he's like about to sit down in the chair and then just kind of like takes a small step back and scoots the chair away from Namgar just a little bit and then sits down. <laughs> Not realizing that he's not a cannibal, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so this this you finally you guys finally get up to the bar. Uh, the bartender is a fairly slender individual, and I'll tell you guys that this is a trans man. Um, I there's no easy way to just like describe that, I guess, without just mentioning it. And they have dark brown skin, kind of an Afro puff. And notably, what I think would probably catch the most attention of a lot of people, notably checkers, is mm -hmm. in his hair mm -hmm. has this big, almost like, we'll call it a fantasy peacock feather Ooh. that is kind of sticking out behind his ear. Ooh. And then tons of just like gold earrings, like six on each ear kind of going down. Uh, and he says... Uh, Welcome in, Torsten Ports. Uh, good, to, always good to meet a new face, or five, five new faces. Hi, I'm Val. I like your hair. Thank you very much. I like kind of your whole situation, friend. Nice. My name's Hira. <laughs> Who are you? Checkers, Mango, Junior. Who's that? And I'm pointing to the dog. That is awesome. You are awesome. That is Boyo, and he points to the mm -hmm. uh, points to the now just immediately dead asleep dog over in the corner. Oh my god, his name is Boyo? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Again, my name is Hira, and uh, sorry, who are the who are the rest of you? Kaskrin Brightmane, pleased to meet you. Kaskrin, hello? Sylvesterlin. And I'll give a slight bow. And he gives a very, uh, not a theatrical deep bow, but kind of a flourish of the hand, almost a tip of the cap, if he were wearing a cap to you. And Berger says, oh, yeah, they're with me. <laughs> uh, they're uh, all the uh, the new guilders. Uh, and here says, oh, well, first round's on me then. What do you all have? I'll have whatever Namgar's having. I'll have a block of cheese, please. <laughs> checkers, are you, are you just, just going to eat that? I love uh. that you question Checkers. <laughs> well, I mean, Checkers, I, I've never seen him order just a straight block of cheese anywhere <laughs> we've went. Well, it's not for me. What? What do you what? What do you want it for then? <laughs> I mean, you, I, you do you, I guess. But <laughs> uh, Hira was about to say like, "Oh, whatever you'd like," and then as soon as you ask, "Well, who's it for?" Uh -huh. He looks at you, Kaskrin, looks over at Checkers, and then looks over at Boyo, <laughs> who is again dead asleep, <laughs> and he says, mm, "All right, geez, it is. <laughs> whatever, I, uh, an ale. Ale. What about ale's the other perfect. two of you?" <clears throat> Whatever your specialty is. Selv, I was going to say the same thing. Great minds. Uh, good call. Nathan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 quickly making up a house <laughs> specialty. <laughs> no. It's just called the torts and ports. It's a yeah. torts in a port. Done. Oh, is it like a PB&J? Yeah. 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 With like a port yeah. gravy? It, yeah. Oh, right. God. It's gonna oh, be I like... thought like a port like a, yeah. like if a it's port the wine. If yeah. it's the tort, the, yeah, the tort and port, it's got to be some kind of port malort. <laughs> I don't want Malort. I don't even want fantasy Malort. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I knew there was hazing involved today. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple things as you guys are ordering, he's already starting to work on some of this, and 
Hira kind of motions, first kind of like very deftly moves behind one of the casks that's on the bar top. And now that you guys can see it, you see that there is a little sign that just says two copper ale. He grabs a couple of mugs and starts pouring one and then sets down a mug and then walks away. But the mug continues staying in midair, hmm. held aloft by a spectral hand that is there's one hand holding a mug and there's one hand holding a tap handle that is still going independently and moves down the bar and from under the counter reaches down for some cheese puts it on the counter and reaches down grabs like a knife Mm -hmm. and starts slicing it and once again you see him move on move on and two spectral hands are there one holding the bit of cheese and one kind of chopping it into serviceable or edible blocks i suppose uh you know kind of cheese snack yeah Yeah, exactly And then he moves back all the way down, kind of went in front of you guys and says, uh, well, uh, we have a lot of specials. Uh, Obviously, we have uh, our two copper ale that's there for anyone who needs it. Nice and cheap option. We also have several lovely cocktails. Uh, The special tonight is the Lavish Walker that I can whip up for you. We also, of course, have a local delicacy from where I'm from, which is called Malswort. (laughs) And he points to the other cask that is on the countertop that is also seemingly innocuous that is labeled mal mal's as in m-a-l apostrophe s wart w-o-r-t it's a it's a bit of a tradition around here it's uh tastes terrible but mm-hmm. it is fun what do you say self <sighs> do we try it i mean you wanted the specialty eh eh and burga is like giggling (laughs) i have a feeling i won't be doing this tomorrow so sure bring it on one for me and one for self uh and he is just like immediately gleeful uh and again kind of slides over and uh first catches the mug that is now filled with the two copper ale and puts that down and slides it over to kaskarin And then he grabs another one of the mugs and does the same hand trick where now there are two spectral hands once again holding a a mug and holding the the tap handle. And then again, glides over. Doesn't have to do the trick with this one because it's just like two shot glasses essentially and does two quick pours, slides it down to Val and to Selv. And then again, grabs the last ale and puts it down in front of, I believe, Berga. He even pours himself another shot of Mal's wart and says, uh, cheers. 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 And, and Sel- Selv will actually will, will hold it up and say, may your oaths be heard. And then slams the... Oh, I like that uh, one. Mm-hmm. I um, love that Checkers is just, che- is just cheersing with a piece of cheese. cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheese. Uh, I'd like Selv and Valeska to please both make me a constitution saving throw. Ooh. Well, luckily, it's not wisdom-based. Guidance? <laughs> it's too late. Damn. You've been, you, you, guided, you guided the dog. So this is... But that th- was several turns ago. <laughs> this is the first roll yeah. on, uh, on, on air, let's call it, um, of the dice I got from DN Disaster Story. Let's see how this works. A lovely new 5e podcast. Check them out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so 15 on the die ah, hot for start. a... Wow. A total saving throw of 16. 
six. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength and diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hello, this is your pilot speaking. I would like to welcome you to Reckless Airlines. Our total flight time for this episode is approximately one hour, and we will be cruising at an altitude of 2,000 frog stacks. In a little bit, the fight attendants will be by with complimentary clips and excerpts from previous Reckless Attack episodes. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts, and we would like to thank you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed your experience during today's episode, please be sure to fill out the in-flight survey and leave us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Book your next flight with us at www.recklessattack.com. And thank you for listening. Okay, this seems like a nice time. Uh, and I will once again apologize to our listening audience for once again Nathan self-inserting some reference that delights him and hopefully the rest of the table and one that the rest of you may not be familiar with. There is a... <laughs> Uh, long and short of it is there is an alcoholic beverage here in Chicago called Malort. Uh, we already referenced it once. It is a vile concoction. <laughs> uh, it is all the worst flavors of alcohol, of black licorice, and probably just sewage water, uh, all kind of <laughs> fermented into an alcoholic beverage. And it is a little bit of a rite of passage in Chicago for I won't say for you to trick people from out of town to try, but to at least peer pressure other yeah. people from out of but town like, to try. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you gotta try this. Yeah, yeah. right. It's all the cool kids yeah, do it. There, and then they're recording your face as yes, you take a shot. Because th there is something known in Chicago as the Malort face. Yeah. And that is what the face that people make after they, they take this. Yeah. I don't know where Chicago handshake came from, but it's like, here's a shot of Malort. Yeah, That's exactly. Like it's the Chicago handshake. handshake is a shot of Malort that you have provided to someone else. And now it is canon. <laughs> uh, well, so, it's, it's Mel's wart, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, totally it, different. But it's it's fantasy Malort. And if any of our dear listeners ever come to Chicago, you should try some Malort. Mm. It's great and good. <laughs> it's, yeah, right. it's wonderful. Just it's, just forget we said any of that, right. and then you can... We can I would definitely yeah. suggest trying it, because but it like, is... But, like, for real. Yeah. yeah. It is a truly a cultural 
touchstone and rite of passage. Mm -hmm. And then for all time, you can at least truthfully answer any Chicagoan who's like, oh, you're coming visiting. Have you had Malort? And you can be like, I did already. Yep. We're all good. <laughs> Please don't offer it to me again. Never again. <laughs> and I mean, and to be honest, and m much like any other gamer out there, you roll the percentile dice. There is a small percentage chance that you'll like it. Yeah, there is there true. is a few dirty yeah. hipsters like my brother-in-law who at least claim to like it. But well, that's never here. Neither here nor there. So Selv and Valeska. Knowing what you have rolled, one pretty good, a 16, right, was the total? Yeah, yeah six, total of 16. The other one is six. <laughs> Knowing that you are tasting a, we will call it a distinct flavor on your palate, mm -hmm. what, is, what is the outward reaction that, you, that either of you put forward? And we'll do, we'll do Val first. Uh, Val makes a mouse wart face. <laughs> Very expressive. And no, like trying to not show that what she tastes right. is utterly disgusting. <laughs> like trying to be polite about it, like ducks her head kind of under the bar and just starts coughing. <laughs> like, you know, like a first whiskey shot, like bad yeah. whiskey shot kind of cough. Yeah. And it's just like there's a gag in there <laughs> that she's like actively trying to yeah. quiet and yeah. hide, which is making it worse. Yeah, all exceptionally involuntary. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. got it. And then uh, the counterpoint to that is <laughs> is what is what is a uh, unwizened self do? <laughs> yeah. So um, there is a reaction. Uh, it's not as bad as Val had, but he uh, self takes the shot, and then um, you can see it's almost like he flinches a little bit, and his <laughs> and his his eye, his right eye, just kind of squints shut a little bit, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then his head tilts to the side just a little bit, and then he <laughs> he shakes his head, and then and then nods and says. Mm. I'm glad to have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It can't be that bad. Eh? Here, here are two more shots. Eh? And here are... Val is still hacking yeah. up a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and, and Catherine's like looking at Valeska. It's like, nah, it can't be that bad. Hira and, is like delighted and, at what is happening. And uh, Selv, Selv will kind of slowly pat Val's back. Uh, As next this to is all happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Val just reaches up and takes Casgrain's ale <laughs> to wash it down or something. Yeah, just... Sit, sitting on the ground, mm -hmm. <laughs> Do, like doing a gurgle mouthwash yeah. with an ale. There's, a, there's definite gurgling happening. Uh, and who are these two shots for, Casgrain? Me and my friend Checkers. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, and at this point, Berga is dying. <laughs> is, is truly just like, come on, Checkers, you're so always happy. looking for new things to uh, try. And yeah, Hira, Hira mm. slides a couple shots over and is now also giggling to himself uh, and just like truly pleased that this is now escalated. <laughs> and Casgrain basically just like puts the shot into Checkers' hand and it's like, come on, it'll be fun. So this might be the rare time where Checkers, after seeing Val almost double over from, <laughs> from trying this, um, Haskin, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Like, uh, and just like kind of looking over at Val. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's just alcohol. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, burgers. I'll yeah, die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is uh, and it's getting weirdly yeah, rowdy for right. four forty five. Yeah, like as we're drinking this, it's drinks, like drinks, drinks, and, like, drinks, 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 also like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is now started. So everyone in here, now that it is apparent that it happened, especially because Val was making a very loud scene, <laughs> that everyone of course knows, like, well, of course that's yeah. what just happened. Mm -hmm. They had some Mal's wart. Would a hundred percent be like 
at minimum paying attention to you and Namgren would now be like lightly shit eating grin over at you guys like trying to play it cool but like definitely watching you come on checkers i dare you it's just a little alcohol it can't be that bad hmm. side tangent is it like a double dragon dare <laughs> uh it is now okay triple dragon dare ya. <laughs> And, Triple Tarasque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. uh, you see checkers mm-hmm. uh, in an almost, if you didn't respect the game mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you would almost be upset at how, at the look that Hira is giving you. And the reason is because it is 100% the look you have given other people yeah. <laughs> to goad them into doing things. And it's like... You can you can see that it is being mm-hmm. done to you, mm-hmm. and there is just something extra charismatic about it. Okay. And here it is literally just like holding these two shot glasses, uh-huh. and he's just kind of jiggling them just a little oh. bit so that they're not they're not spilling or anything. But he's kind of waggling them at you. It's ah. like and eh, and eh. actually, at right then, uh, Selv gives a little belch, and a little bit of frost kind of comes <laughs> out. Comes out. It'll be fun. What do you say, checkers? Well, I can't stop at one, then. How about this, Kaskrin? How about we each do three? Oh, and first no. fall over on the ground loses, huh? How about that? Done. And Kaskrin shakes checkers' hand, kind of in, in the same way Namgar did. Uh-huh. Just kind of, like, aggressively, like, Picks you up Deal. off the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, challenges the dwarf. You're for on, contest. checkers. Okay. Kask gets, uh... Advantage on saving throw so, versus poison, doesn't he? <laughs> so here's how this is gonna be is gonna is gonna happen. You get advantage on poison saving throws, but you do not get advantage on taste saving throws. So ah. I am going to ask you to <laughs> this is so stupid to roll three dice at a time. <laughs> uh, two of them will be with advantage, you making your saves, your poison saves. And then one of them will be your Malort face. Or Mal's wart, excuse me. Fantasy. <laughs> My Mal's wart face. Done. And, and also what we'll do, in the interest, Hira being a responsible bartender that he is, would essentially say like, oh, oh, oh all right, all right. I'm interested. I am invested in this. However, we got to pace it just a little bit. So we'll give you one shot now, a second shot later, and a third shot in a little bit. I will be the impartial judge, the arbiter of this, and when you get them, you'll get them. But we don't want things to get too crazy just yet. It is eh? only five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, but I'm here for it regardless. Fast forward one hour, you see Checkers and Cass arm in arm walking out of the bar. Yeah, yeah right, singing, exactly. Singing yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. like shuffling uh, along. And so he slides you, you your two shots. Roll. That is a 21 for my constitution and... 14 for my mouse wart face. Okay, that's a pretty good one. What about you? Checkers is going to down the first shot of mouse wart. Oh, <laughs> that is a four for the Constitution <laughs> saving throw. Uh, okay. Um, so Kaskrin just like downs this drink all in one shot. And, you know, he has like a little twinge in his eye, <laughs> but then recovers and is looking at Checkers expectantly. Mm-hmm. And Checkers does that same motion of like, oh, you think you're better than me. I'm going to down it in one gulp. And then you see him just like struggle to keep it down, like almost throw up. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like 
try to swallow it back down and his his like frog face just like ex- you know <laughs> like he's gulped in a bunch of air and then just it retracts and he shivers a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good <laughs> so Smooth. Kaskrin just like you know he he puts his hand on Checker's shoulder like half congratulating him half comforting him and it's like only two more to go Checkers let's get you some ale Good. <laughs> and also, to be clear, it's not all two copper ale. There are other ales and that kind of thing. But as all of this has been has been going on, Hira, being the masterful bartender that he is, was both encouraging you and kind of escalating this situation mm-hmm. while also making cocktails. And these two spectral hands from kind of behind the bar lift up two very classy looking tall Collins glass cocktails filled with crushed ice and a, a very interesting swirly blue and purple pattern going Ooh. on with a uh, with a straw in each of them. Kira says, "You all are hilarious, <laughs> and I'm excited. But now you gotta pay. Enjoy your night." <laughs> Val will definitely order whatever Hira just made. Yeah, that was for you guys. That oh, was oh, oh, oh okay. excuse me. They, those were the two. Those were the two cocktails. I think. Did you guys order the two cocktails? No, we, no we just said. Oh, yeah. you did. I was yeah. thinking about the here a red Val's face. I'm yes, like, I would like a normal cocktail. Please. Yes, yeah, and uh, and again, Hira, being the expert bartender that he is, slides them over, and he says, uh, "Well, you can start paying starting now." And slides those over and goes back to uh, to doing bartendery things. Do you guys want to continue sitting at the at the bar? Do you want to get a table? What would you like to do? Checkers would like to go over to Boyo and start feeding him some cheese. Okay. <laughs> so you would need to go. There's, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of tables. Uh-huh. Like Boyo kind of has his own little corner, um, but there are lots of tables around. No problem. Let's go get a table by Boyo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so you guys all head that direction and sit down uh, and Berga is there and is still just like wiping a tear from her <laughs> eye, uh, just like truly delighted at uh, at what happened. And, uh, and yeah, I, so you all settle in. I tongue did it numb. <laughs> is anyone else hot? <laughs> Berga again like just like almost collapses out of her chair because she once again just is laughing so hard and she says oh yeah I, I remember my first time it was uh it is very bad yes it is very bad <laughs> I'm liking this city more and more Berga but where are there so I'm assuming that was the port section oh yeah yeah so Hira has a sister named Yama. She is here in, in the mornings, and she is the one who makes the torts. Well, it's not just torts. It's a number of, of lovely baked goods. Uh, it's actually very popular with the town guardsmen like, like Nam over there. If you ever uh, ever need to eat out, it's a great place. And that's, that is the torts. Amazing. Torts all around. Mm, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> uh, checkers, are you at the table? No, checkers would probably be like lying on the floor next to Boyo with like pieces of cheese, and he would eat one himself and then feed one to Boyo. And Boyo would do the thing where he would move his head to look at you, but then only open its open his mouth mm-hmm. as you just like shove cheese into it. Yes, and then and that probably continues for like a good ten minutes. Yeah, for as like, long as you have cheese, I would imagine. Right, but even then, after checkers runs out of cheese, he would 
try to go back up to the bar and get more cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I love just like Checker's reaching up to the bar, just like his eyes That's poking cool. up. It's like more cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Boyo wants more cheese. Can I have some? <laughs> uh, so Berga uh, looks around at you guys uh, again, just kind of like writes herself and <laughs> comports herself a little bit. And she says, uh, so uh, your first night, uh, what what do you have questions? Do you do you need answers? Uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to know? Uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you about me? What can you tell me about you? How much dirt can the roof reasonably support? Oh, um, Berga, I will do the calculations for that. You don't need to answer. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't want Val to answer this. She's just gonna tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Berga. You don't. You don't need to answer that. We'll figure it out. It's uh, yeah, it's no. a little out of my uh expertise. We saw a community board actually yeah. on the way in here. Yeah. And I guess, you know, now that we are guilders, now that we are officially part of the Golden Tree, tomorrow I assume we're going to have work to do. So I guess, how do we get that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's as simple as uh, go and check. They are usually not, um, let's say, the most pressing. Usually if someone has business they need right now, they just go straight to a guild or the guard or something. But uh, yeah, you can just go and then there's information and then you use that information to maybe get, get a job. Yeah, easy enough. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in that uh, dragon skull. Oh, yeah. It is very large. Do you know what kind of dragon or the name of it? Oh, uh, yeah, I... I believe it was a gold, gold dragon. Yeah, I do not, uh, I am not very good at remembering dragon names. They're very complicated and have a lot of uh, S's and Z's, which is very hard. Hmm. It's easier to pronounce in old draconic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Uh, I do not know it, unfortunately. Uh, that's okay. So we can probably go and <laughs> tour it tomorrow. It's on my list of yeah, things to do uh, to get I'm a museum pass. I am sure the museums would be happy to to tell oh, you all about it. Maybe they have a plaque. That too. Could be. <laughs> Self looks very pleased with himself. <laughs> being like, yes, plaques. Yes. Yeah. I remember plaques. Yeah, I know what those are. Things that give us information. <laughs> Burga, does the Golden Tree have a mailbox? Or is that something we would have to find? Well... Yes and no. I am certainly happy to take any mail you want mailed, uh, but there is a, a post office. Uh, it is a, a very lovely thing. Uh, do you know about the, the post offices? I know what a post office is. Uh, well, I, it is good. That's yeah. uh, better than some people. <laughs> Unless there's something specific about post offices. No, I think we just have the normal... Yeah, just the normal... Post office. Yeah. Oh, well... Just uh, need to know where it is. In uh, this side of the continent, it's um, a little more magical and... Uh, where uh, there is one post office, and it is connected to all the other post offices where the Pentarchy was, give or take. Up to a certain point, you can just send packages. And by send, I mean they disappear and reappear wherever you'd like them to go. Does that work for people? That sounds cool. Uh, I do not know. My understanding is it's a little specific for that. I want to go to the post office. <laughs> We can go to the post office tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that works out so, really well, actually. Uh, Selva will kind of scratch, scratch his chin and uh, and say or and ask, "Can you set things to be delivered at a specific day and time?" 
Um, yeah, you'd have to ask them, but uh, I think it just kind of goes when it goes. But I don't know. I haven't tried to. It's kind of expensive, so it's not one of those things that you just go and have fun with. I understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's iffy on whether Self understands or not. Yeah. <laughs> How often do any of the guilds collaborate with other guilds? Oh, uh, there were jobs where uh, both got hired and worked together, but most of the time, mm, not not too much. Has the Golden Tree Guild ever collaborated with the Verdant Wave before? Uh, no, I, they are they are the new ones, right? We met yeah. some of them on the road. I'm not sure if their guild was new here or not. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they have a headquarters already, but um, there was no guilders here the last several months that I have been here, certainly. Hey, uh, Berga, you were an adventurer before, right? Uh, yeah, I was a guilder. I was in the Golden Tree. Well, what makes a good gilder? Oh, that is a uh, a big question. Um, Selv just kind of looks shocked over at Checkers. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tasker's a little like, huh, that's a weird question. No, but that's a good it's question. A, it's, it's, a good, it's a good question. Just Very like, insightful. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And this is Checkers' one Mal's Ward shot in. So. Oh, right, right. And he's like lazily. He gets, he gets wiser as right. he gets more. <laughs> he's laying on the floor feeding Boyle some cheese and just like out of his mouth like, what does make a good gilder? <laughs> and she, she thinks for a moment and kind of smiles a little wistfully. And she says, uh, well, I was always taught in my order that uh, it was a desire to go out and do good in the world, and to make the world a little better and more safe than it was. Were you the best gilder? Oh, no. I, I mean, I... <laughs> well, I didn't meet too many others, um, and I, I wouldn't say I was the best. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses. Hmm. But I was, I was very good. <laughs> you mentioned an order. Yeah. What is your order? <laughs> I was a knight of the uh, Talon's Fury from up north. Is Val familiar? Would you like to roll a history check? And yeah. anyone can if they if this is something you think your character might be familiar with. Guidance. Uh, <laughs> Caskin will also roll. Yeah. You said it was history. Yes. Okay. Well, no. This is probably not something that he. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Oh yeah, I, I would say for both of those, you guys would actually have heard about this. You wouldn't know too much about it. But it is one of those things that you're like, oh, yeah, there's this order and it's called that and and something or other. And Berga points down at her chest at this kind of what almost appears to be a like almost a wound. Like it's not it's not scabbed or gross or anything like that, but it seems to be almost like a healed over cut with all of these bright. I think it was purple. I think I said coloration emanating from this thing directly over where her heart would be. And she points to it and she says, uh, yeah, this is the bit of uh, Talon's Fury that is inside of me. And she leans in close. Uh, would you like to see what it does? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Val immediately wants more information. So what happens? And then I'll explain what you learn on your history rolls. She looks around. Uh, and no one's paying attention to you guys at this point. It's Things have settled down. And she extends her hand down to her side and kind of grips nothing 
and from that grip extends slowly. You can see all the veins that are emanating from her chest start to move down into her arm and into her hand and then almost like grow what becomes this huge shining sword that is like a full hand width, like a broadsword that she is holding in her hand, one-handed, that is super impractically stylized, you know, kind of has those like classic, uh, you know, strange wings to the side and that sort of thing and is and is hyper hyper stylized almost impractical looking huge and she seems to be holding it with no effort whatsoever and is this gleaming incredible weapon that even seems to emanate this little bit of purple light and she just kind of shows it to you guys and then releases her hand and then it disappears and all the veins kind of suck back up into her essentially yeah, that is, uh, and she points to her chest. This is a bit of an object of focus. And what you guys know, Kaskarin and Val, for having succeeded in your middling role, and especially once she says that, Talon's fury is an object of focus. And I don't think we've talked about it too much on our podcast, and we certainly haven't for a long time. But without going into too much detail, there was an era in this world's history where magic items, artifact-level magical items, were created due to just sheer force of will of mortals. Sometimes it was one mortal, sometimes it was a whole town of mortals, and it was really just any time there was a huge outpouring of emotion, of desire, of intent, of sadness, of whatever, sometimes magic would manifest itself. That hasn't happened in a very long time. It hasn't happened since the dragons and the saints disappeared. And in addition, in this part of the world, the Pentarchy gathered all of these objects of focus, and that fueled a lot of their power. They were militantly possessive of them, so they were nowhere to be found anywhere in the Pentarchy or near the Pentarchy because they'd all been gobbled up through might, through money, through whatever. And so... As Berga points down to her chest, to a portion of an object of power, or object of focus, excuse me, it would be a crazy thing. Probably one of the, I won't say universally the only times that you guys would have encountered this, but to to encounter even a small bit of it is miraculous and crazy and then just to have that be in the chest of your office admin <laughs> is is what is happening as she just ta- yeah. taps her chest almost very At least the building will be well defended I think Val would immediately start asking like which object of focus like what's the history of the object of focus you said from up north like where is Talon's Fury is this a you know a ritual for your people or where you're from, and just all of those would probably want- word vomit out <laughs> of her. Um, I, I imagine her starting to answer, and then Val cuts in with another question, and then her starting to answer that one, and Val cuts in but with another question. Val would probably like word vomit all of that out, and then just like sit, take a deep breath, <laughs> and out, out comes, start reacting. Out comes the quill and notebook. Oh, the, no- the quill and notebook have like immediately like. Almost As teleported. <laughs> before Berga, yeah, they would have just like 
very quickly come out immediately to write down everything. And as Valeska is, you know, peppering Berga with these questions, Kaskrin has been sitting here with like this big grin, you know, he loves listening to these kinds of stories. But as Berga's talking about this object of focus in her chest, the like smile lines from his eyes start to disappear. And it seems like he's holding on to his grin with some effort. Okay. His hand is like starting to grip onto the mug of ale a lot more tightly. And it's hard to tell if he's uncomfortable, but he is reacting. Yeah, yeah, he is reacting and trying his best not to show it. Mm, okay. So long and short of it would be Burger tell Burger tells you everything. Okay. <laughs> but essentially there was an ancient warrior centuries ago uh, from the area where she is from who was named Talon, mm. who, long and short of it, stood up single-handedly to a dragon to defend his town. Mm-hmm. And it was a prolonged battle lasting a day wow. of true, actual, one-on-one combat between this ancient force of elemental power mm-hmm. and this lone warrior uh, and, and Talon was a saint at the end hours had gone by with no flashes of elemental energy or signs of any sort of battle and someone was brave enough to go see what had happened mm-hmm. and saw Talon fallen dead with his massive sword embedded in the neck of the dead dragon. And this individual, having witnessed this, pulled out the sword and brought it back to tell the town of the story. And became the king of Akmar. (laughs) (laughs) No. And the town was so moved by the heroic sacrifice of Talon that it was imbued by this magical force. And you know that this is a story that is common for objects of focus. Things like that, of meaningful things that groups of people have these strong ties to. Over the course of decades, an order was formed around this sword and this ideal of self-sacrifice, of being willing to protect others and lay your life on the line. And the blade was split and shards of it were embedded in the bodies of the order and I was yeah I was charged being a knight I happily joined the guild I uh, I was injured after uh, many adventures but my charge is not one that ends before death and so I I continue I am happy to serve, and I'm happy to be here with with all of you. And she kind of raises her mug and drains it. (laughs) Val clinks her Colin's last cocktail and takes a sip, because she's not chugging anything (laughs) anymore tonight. But Val will be like, oh my god, thank you for sharing. That's amazing. And Val realizes the end of a story, and will save the rest of her questions for later. Got it. Just then, you hear a clinking of glassware on a serving implement. 
what's the word I'm looking for? Tray? A tray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. And Hira approaches your table with uh, more than two shots of Mal's wart. Uh, and he says, another round? Eh? And that's where we'll end today's oh. episode. <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> Thank Save you all. By the bell. Thank you all Ooh. for listening and for playing. And we'll see you next week. Woo. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.